and welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. Happy Easter! This week in worship, Pastor David takes a look at remembering and why that is important for the resurrection. Let's listen. Well, I am pretty active on Facebook, and one of my favorite things or features about it is the memories feature. Because every day I can go on there and Facebook will show me a memory of something that I posted on that very day, um, maybe a year before or maybe five years before. And I just really like that. I like all the different thoughts and memories that that picture conjures. Well, this past week I got on Facebook and a memory popped up that made me think of all sorts of different memories. Uh, We got a picture of what it is. So this is my daughter, Zoe, and you can see up top, it was eight years ago. Eight years, and so my daughter is nine now. What's neat, though, is when you see this picture, or really when you see any picture from that long ago, all of a sudden other memories from around that time start popping up. Other things that I hadn't thought of in so, so long. Uh, So like the bunny ears, for instance. When I saw that picture, I remembered that she wore those non-stop. It wasn't just an Easter thing. It was she wanted to be a bunny, and she'd put them on, and she'd hop around the house every time saying, hop, 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 as she hopped. And that flood of memories came back. And then I also looked at that and said, oh yeah, I was advertising for a youth group pizza party. And I remembered that the pizza was really bad. (laughs) Like really bad pizza. And it was all you can eat. It's not a good combination. It's really kind of fun how pictures can bring back so many different sorts of memories. And you know what? It's not just pictures that do that. Stories can do that too, can't they? Maybe stories from your childhood or family stories that you tell every time that particular family gets together or faith stories. You know, that's really what we're doing today on Easter morning, is we are sharing the resurrection story like we do every year. Not because you don't know the ending. No, it ends the same way every year. But it's because in remembering these stories, something happens in us, doesn't it? Something changes in us when we once again gather around these words and this amazing event. Yes, there is power in remembering. And so I I hope that today, as we approach these familiar stories, that you really ask God, God, what are you doing through this story for me today? It's not just a story from the distant past, but God, how are you using these words today, in me, in my life? Yes, as we read this resurrection account again this morning, actually there's two things that I want you to do with this story. The first is I want you to look for where you're going to hear the word remember. It's going to come towards the end of the story in a pretty important way. So look for that word, remember. And then two, I want you to open your hearts to the ways that God may be using this story today to speak through the words to you. Okay, so here's where we're going to start. There's a story of Jesus while he was still alive, and he's talking with some religious leaders who are asking him questions. And they are particularly asking questions about resurrection. They are curious about resurrection. And they're wondering, Jesus, what do you think about the possibility of resurrection? 
You see, at that time, there were religious leaders who taught that there was no such thing as resurrection. They said, no, when you die, you die. There's nothing that comes next. There's no afterlife. There's no eternal life. Dead is dead. And I think there's people who teach that even today. Dead is dead. But then there were other religious leaders who said, no, 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 there's got to be a resurrection. God has to bring people back once they die. But they didn't really know what that looked like. And so they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, what do you think? What do you think about resurrection? And these are Jesus' words from the Gospel of Luke. He said, those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. So Jesus teaches that with God, resurrection is possible. And did you notice that Jesus teaches about the age to come? We might call that heaven, or the afterlife, or eternal life, but whatever you call it, Jesus is pointing to a life after this life, the life everlasting. And a little bit later, Jesus says this, that God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. For to him, all are alive. Yes, all who are with God are alive. Why? Because God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. So do you see what Jesus is saying here? Jesus is saying that all of those who are connected with God, connected to the source of life, will always be alive. Even when your physical body dies, if you're connected with the source of all things, you are still alive. Yes, Jesus teaches about resurrection. This is the Easter message. Jesus believes that with God there is life after death, and he desires for all people to be what he called children of the resurrection. Okay, so I want you to keep that teaching in the back of your minds, because it's going to play an important role in the story to come. Because after Jesus taught this, he was arrested. He was crucified. He was killed in the most inhumane way possible. And there was no resurrection the next day. And there was no resurrection the day after that. And Jesus' followers, the people who heard this teaching, became jaded. They became disillusioned. And they said, okay, where is Jesus? Jesus is not coming back. They were devastated by Jesus' death. And at that moment, they were not anticipating any sort of resurrection. Now, most of you know that Jesus had 12 disciples who were all male. But you may not know that Jesus actually had many more disciples who were also female. And it's those disciples who decide to show up at the tomb on Easter morning, the first Easter 2,000 years ago. They believe that dead is dead, that Jesus is not coming back, but they want to still go to the tomb because they want to anoint Jesus' body with spices. They want to honor Jesus' dead body. And so they travel at first light and say, we're going to go to this tomb. And, and here's where our story picks up. It says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took spices that they had prepared and went to the tomb. 
They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered it, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Okay, so picture this scene in your minds. The women go expecting to find a body, but they find no body. They go expecting to find Jesus, but they do not find Jesus. So what thoughts must have been going through their minds? Maybe they're saying, well, did we come to the right tomb? Or is there a different tomb we should have come to? Or maybe they're wondering, did someone move Jesus' body without telling us? Or did someone even steal Jesus' body? I bet all sorts of explanations uh, to try to explain to themselves why Jesus' body was not in the tomb were probably swirling in their minds. You see, as, as humans, whenever we face something that we can't quite comprehend, our minds start working in overdrive to try to come up with a plausible explanation of what it is that we are experiencing. Luke tells us, the author of this gospel, that the women were wondering about this, that they were seeing this empty tomb, seeing the massive stone roll away, and they were wondering, wondering where Jesus had gone. And the next verse tells us that while they were wondering about this, suddenly, Two men, in clothes that gleamed like lightning, stood beside them. Now, these men are later identified as angels, but notice how they're described here. They're not described with big angel wings or a halo or anything like that. They're described as having clothes that gleam like lightning. Yes, these men grab women's attention because they have a message that they want to deliver. They have a message that's going to be incredibly important for those women to hear. And it's a message that's for us, too. 2,000 years later, this is our message today. So let's pay attention to it. We're told that in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Yes, the angels with clothes like lightning are using the same words that Jesus used when he taught his disciples about the resurrection. That God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. So why do you look for the living among the dead? Jesus is alive. Jesus has been resurrected. Yes, the God that we worship is a God of life not of death. This truly is the message of Easter. Now, I kind of wonder what would have happened if the disciples would have remembered that teaching. If they truly would have remembered all that Jesus said about the resurrection, would they have had a different experience at that empty tomb? When they saw the stone rolled away, would they have thought differently in their wonderings about what possibly could have happened? Well, that's kind of what the angels talk about next. They talk about this ability to remember. The next verse says this, Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered his word. Do you hear this repeated refrain, remember? 
Remember Jesus' words. There is power in remembrance. What's one of the first things you do when someone you love passes away? You hold a service of remembrance, don't you? Because there's power in getting together with those who love that person and to share memories, to share times of thanksgiving with, about that person. And honestly, as long as you keep those memories alive in your heart, you stay connected with the legacy of that person, don't you? Yes, there's power in what we choose to remember. Now, the New Testament was written in Greek, and the Greek word for remember is a little bit different than the word for English. Uh, the Greek word is mimnesco, and it means to remind oneself actively and purposely. So, to remember Jesus's teaching and to remember Jesus's resurrection is not to just offhandedly remember it. You know, like when you're working on a project or you're typing on the computer and then all of a sudden you kind of remember something, you go, oh yeah, but it's a fleeting thought and you don't really stick with it. That's not the kind of remembering we're talking about here. No, the angels are telling the women, we need to actively and purposely remember all that Jesus has said. Because that sort of remembering changes us. Well, honestly, that's exactly what we're doing today, aren't we? That's exactly what we do when we gather together on Easter morning, is we actively and purposely remember the story of Jesus' resurrection, because it is a life-changing story. And so won't you take this a step further? When you're sitting around maybe Easter brunch or supper later today, what if you had every person around the table Share a time of remembrance about when God has been particularly active or important in their life. Or even, what if you went off by yourself for a little bit of time today and just silently in prayer reflected in memory the times that, that God has really shown up for you? How would that affect the way you celebrated Easter today? When I think of the power of remembering this story, I think of, well, what's the opposite of that? You know, what if we didn't do that? What if we didn't gather together like this and remember these stories? And honestly, I think the opposite of remembering is forgetting, right? And how naturally does that come to us to forget? We forget what God has done, and we move on to the next thing. Or we forget the words of these stories and how important they are. Yeah, today is a reminder to us to not forget, but to take some intentionality and say, no, these, these are the words that guide me. This is the way that I'm going to base my life moving forward. Well, these women become the first people in the world to share the good news of Jesus' resurrection. And we see who they share it with in the next verse. It says, When they came back from the tomb, they told all of the things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words sounded to them like nonsense. 
All right, that's a bit of a depressing part of the story, isn't it? I mean, they're sharing this incredible message that Jesus is not in the tomb. He is alive. He's been resurrected just as he said he would. And the people who followed Jesus, the closest, who learned from Jesus over a three-year period, they hear this, and to them it sounds like nonsense. Why? Why do you think it sounds to them, this message that Jesus has been risen, why would that sound like nonsense? It's because they forgot. They forgot Jesus' teachings. They were not remembering the times when Jesus said, this is what's going to happen, that one day I will die, but then I will be raised back to life, and then all who follow me will also be raised to life at the end of their lives. Yes, they forgot in the midst of their grief and worry and anxiety, this central message. You can see the importance, can't you, of actively and purposely remembering these words each and every Easter. Now, I do want to note that if you're not familiar with this story, or maybe you didn't grow up in church, and, and you're hearing this, maybe for the first time, I want to acknowledge that this can sound like nonsense, can't it? where your mind tries to comprehend how, how can a person be raised back to life? Well, if you find yourself wondering that, how this story could possibly be true, then congratulations. You're in good company because you're at the logical starting point of all of those who first heard this story. What we see in the Bible is that understanding and acceptance are not the first responses to the news that Jesus has been raised. I mean, think about the women. They saw the empty tomb and they wondered. Or think about the men. They heard this message and they thought it was nonsense. But here's my encouragement to you. Don't stop there. Don't let your first response be your last response. Keep digging. Keep exploring because something life-altering happened on this day 2,000 years ago that still affects you and I right now. And so keep digging, because the women went from wondering to proclaiming this incredible story actively and purposely. They were the first messages of the resurrection, first messengers. The men went from thinking that this was nonsense to actually experiencing the risen Christ. And I bet you too, as you begin to engage this, will feel God's presence in you and move deeper and deeper into God's purpose for you today. Yes, Jesus teaches about resurrection and what has happened in Jesus in being raised back to life after death will also happen for all of those who follow Jesus. This is the good news about Easter. This is the resurrection message. Take this with you in your hearts through this day today. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church podcast. Have a great week.